Hi friends, welcome to today's episode. I'm so excited to introduce you guys today to Joseph Keeler. He is the author of the new book called Captain Pabu and the Buried Treasure. Today we're going to talk about Joseph's new book that's coming out, but he's also going to give us some amazing facts about what reading aloud to our kids does for their literacy, for their learning, and helps us have a better family bond and to show us how we can go on adventures with our kids through stories and reading. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Hi there, I'm Jenna Kutcher. I'm the host of the Gold Digger Podcast, and I'm so excited that you're hearing me right now because that means that I get to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Hagen, and her podcast, The Busy Years. Michelle is a mama on a mission dedicated to inspire other women to chase their dreams and their passions no matter what season of life they're in. And I've gotten the privilege to mentor and coach Michelle. She was one of my top 10 students in my community of over a thousand women, and she helped lead and inspire other mamas just like you. And now you, my friend, you get a front row seat. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired. Hi, I'm Michelle, a sales and profitability strategist, mentor, and captain of your cheering squad. But most importantly, I'm a Midwest wife and mama to two spirited boys, and I'm a lover of learning, family vacations, and nap time. I built my business between the moments of motherhood, and I know that you can do it too. Being a mama is hard, and no one should have to do it alone. That's why I'm bringing women together to share their stories of motherhood, business, and blessings. So grab your coffee, wash your dishes, hey, even take a shower, because we can do this, friend, in the middle of motherhood. You're listening to the Busy Years Podcast, where motherhood and business meet. Come tired, leave inspired. Hi, Joseph. Welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you today. And you are technically my first real male guest next to Turner. So it is so exciting to have you on the podcast today. Well, I tell you what, Michelle, thank you so much for having me as your guest. I've listened to some of your other podcasts and you do an amazing job. And I I really am honored to be here with you and, and to have an opportunity to talk about some things that are really important to me. And I know they're important to you because it's about family. It's about motherhood. It's about helping our kids learn and grow. And uh, so I'm, I'm excited to be here. So thanks for inviting me. Of course. If you guys have listened to our past podcast, Stephanie Bagley is Joseph's daughter. And when Stephanie told me about this amazing book that you are writing and had asked if I would consider having you, I had of course, I was like, of course, I will say yes, because um, I'm so excited about the message that you are bringing forward with your book and just what you have to share um, about families and adventures. But before we dive in, why don't you just give the listeners a little bit of background about you and where your love of reading and writing came from? So I'm, I'm an attorney. And I'm ha- I happen to be a judge now, and uh, I've I've just always loved reading, and that came from my mother. Uh, my mother's passed away, which is sad, but she was an absolutely amazing woman. Who she was uh, went to university in a time when not a lot of women went to university, and she graduated with a teaching degree, and uh, she taught elementary school for I think it was for two years, and then she had my brother, I have an older brother, and then I was born. And so she just loved to read to us. And she was a dynamic lady. And so it wasn't just, hey, let's kind of quietly read the book. It, she read it with personality and with zest. And we came to really love books as she would read them to us. And the other thing, she was a lady that loved adventure and loved to do things. And so we happened to live in England for a year when I was eight years old. So pretty young, but almost every weekend or every other weekend, we'd go visit a castle and we'd go out to the forest and we'd we'd go different places. And so she really instilled in me a love for reading, a love for learning and a love for adventure. And so 
that that's kind of the background of everything that's a part of my life. So I'm I'm in the army. Why did I join the army? It was to have a chance to go overseas and to see the world and interact with people from other countries and and I've just I love the adventure and and seeing different places. So that's that's a little of, a bit of a background. And I know that you created so much adventure for Stephanie and all of her siblings. Will you tell, because a lot of times we always dive into like motherhood, but you have um, a really cool tradition. Will you tell people what you used to make the kids do on the night before Christmas? That was like, I think that when Stephanie told me about this, I was like, how can I do that in my house? Okay, so the night before Christmas we we have a tradition where i would set up booby traps and and it started out cuz our kids were really young when we started out so really when we started it was just some lego blocks that were in the way and some um some dolls and some stuffed animals and then as they started to grow and oh and here is the thing if they could get through these booby traps and go down to the tree without waking me up they could open up a present in their sock and and so every year as they would get older, I would do more extravagant booby traps. Now, none of them were dangerous. Often they would have a theme, like if there was a Disney movie out, um, I would then try to develop it into a theme as we were putting up. But, you know, one one time they they opened up their door and I had put um, the wrapping paper down the door. So when they opened it up, the door was basically blocked and they were like, Whoa, what's this? Oh, and by the way, so the night before the night would come, they would go find scissors and um, duct tape and uh, flashlights and all these other things to help get through these booby traps. And, and I, as, as they, like I said, get older then I do other things. So on the wrapping paper, I would put um, fishing line that would go up. So if they were cutting and they cut too much. They'd cut the fishing line and then a pot would fall down from the ceiling <laughs> and make a loud noise and stuff. So they got really, really good at it. And it, it, of course, it would take me like three or four hours to put together. So I was so tired Christmas morning, but they absolutely loved it. And I, I think I did it for about 20 years until our youngest got old enough and, and went you know, out of the home. But it, it was a, a whole bunch of fun. And just looking back, we still have great memories. So that's that's part of the adventure and joy of just life that we had. Yeah, I love that when Stephanie was telling me about it. And I was like, and your dad, did your dad put together all the toys too? Like, how did you, how did he do that all? Like you like, had to be up so say, I didn't get to bed till like two or three in the morning. <laughs> oh, I just love that so much. And Stephanie has told me about how you used to tell them stories and they would all gather around and you would take them on these adventures. And um, I know that that was part of you writing this story. So part of this was my first assignment in the army was to the country of Panama, which was fantastic. Uh, But this was a time before the internet. And, uh, and when, when we first moved down, our oldest was five and she was going to start kindergarten. And when, when, when we moved, they didn't have any housing on the military post. So we had to live in the city of Panama Mm. and Panama was a little dangerous and so it took me a while to find a nice house. And it was in a very nice area of Panama City, but it was a long way away from post. And we found out that in order for our oldest, Stephanie, to go to school, to go to kindergarten for two and a half hours, the bus ride was going to take about two hours. So an hour and a half, like one way and an hour home. And she was going to be on the bus with middle schoolers and high school kids. So we thought, you know what, that's not a good thing. And we thought, well, maybe we need to homeschool. So we actually prayed about it to see, is this the right thing to do? Because that's a big step. Mm -hmm. And we didn't really know any homeschoolers. And there were no supplies. And it wasn't like you could go online and look on, you know, Amazon or homeschool, whatever. And, And so we thought, well, you know, and we felt very strongly we were supposed to start. And so, you know, I I love reading and I knew books were so important. 
So I would get out pieces of paper and I'd cut and make little books and I'd draw in these books and write little words. And, and so I'd make all these little books to help Stephanie learn how to read. And after doing that a little bit, I thought, you know what? I had to tell bedtime stories to them as well. And I remember, I, so I started, so they would be, um, usually we have, I have Stephanie and then twin boys. And, and then, well, we've got six kids. So Stephanie, twin boys, a girl, a girl, and a boy. In Panama at the time, uh, we had three kids and then our fourth came along. But um, they have, my boys have a bunk bed. And so Stephanie and the boys would be in the bunk bed and I would stand up and I would just start telling these stories and and just just whatever came to my head with these stories. And I had characters that I would do every and sometimes sometimes the stories would go 30 to 40 minutes. Well, sometimes an hour. My wife would be like, honey, honey, it's late. We had so much fun. And, and when I would tell the story, it wasn't just these characters are going on the story. It was all of us went on the story, on this adventure together. So, so it really was as if me, Stephanie, Adam, and Chris, we were all going on these adventures. And then when Aubrey came, she would go. And so, and it was, it was an absolute joy. And I, I'm sad I did not record any of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, and so part of this of writing the book is. We, we built such a wonderful bond together as we told those stories. And there were so much, the memories are just so wonderful. But I thought, how do I share this, this joy of adventure, this joy of being together as a family in a book going on this adventure together? So later as we talk more about this book, you'll see that I've done things to try and make it different than most books. And my goal, my goal for all of this is it's so important for mothers and fathers. I'll focus on mothers now because that's mainly who your audience is. But mm-hmm. I definitely, to, to help kids read and learn, it's not just on the mother. It's a mother and a father working together as a team to help your children learn. And uh, in my case, I was the one that read a lot of the stories and told the stories. But I just want, you know, so when there there's an amazing bond and and just the imagination that's created when when you read a story to your children and take them on this adventure and the way I've written the book it's it's not just somebody else's name and someone else going into the adventure and your kids and you are kind of thinking oh well I'll put myself as this character no it's you are going on the adventure as well and and so your children so I'm I've written one for you and your kids and so Turner and Thatcher are going to go on this journey with Captain Pabu, who happens to be a red panda, to take them on this adventure. And, and it will really be a joy. And it's I've written it so that it's it's a fun adventure for you to go on and interact with. But I've also made it when I would read stories to my kids in books, we absolutely loved finding. I love art, by the way, by the way. And so we'd love to see the little butterflies on every page or the little uh, rabbit that's on certain pages. And, and we would talk about different things in the book and really make it come alive. So I've done quite a bit of that. I've made so that on every page there, I've got three frogs, two girl frogs and a boy frog that are on every page. Um, and so that you can look through them and see all the crazy things the frogs are doing on each page just and that's not even the main story that's just the side notes and i really care about animals and so i've got especially our endangered species it just breaks my heart to think that we could lose any animals and the red panda is an endangered species and if you have a chance to see that beautiful animal and watch them play and interact with each other oh it would kill me if we if we lost the red panda and so part of this is also I'm going to use the funds, some of the funds to help pay for an organization called Red Panda Network that's helping um, keep wild red pandas alive and their environment um, a special area. And so I've tried to combine so many different things so that and and I'm not going to tell you all of them, but 
there's a whole bunch of things I've done that you as an adult will look at and go, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. And you'll laugh when you see some things in there that just, that that really will make it an, a joy to go through it. And so I, I want the parent, the, the focus is have the parent read this to your kids and go on the adventure together. And then they'll look at the book on their own and go through it and they'll see some of these fun things and they'll just have a blast because it's helping kids one enjoy the stories and two want to read themselves themselves and and have fun reading so mm. it it really is trying to combine a bunch of things together at the same time yeah, I love it. I have gotten a peek at some of the beautiful pictures in it. And I am really excited about all the details that you talked about because my youngest, Thatcher, likes to have quiet time in his room and he just looks at the pictures. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be a really good book where he can go back and forth and look at all of them. Um, and I love how you have the stuff about the red panda and the animals because it's so important for the kids to learn about. And where I live, we have one of the biggest zoos in the country. So we have, we just had this whole new part open and it has the red pandas and the are boys you, are so are you near Omaha. I live in Omaha. Oh my gosh. When, when my twin boys, when they were like 10, we went on a soccer tournament to Omaha, Nebraska, and I love zoos. So it was a, a like a three day tournament and no kidding. We took the time to go to the Omaha, Omaha zoo it is amazing. We absolutely mm. loved it. And you have to come back because now they have like redone and it's all in the countries. We could talk about that after the podcast, but it is, it's a, such a fun and amazing thing. And it has, I feel like, especially for people where I live around like animals and things like that, that's a whole nother piece um, of fun things that we do with our kids. But I know that you have some amazing facts around reading to our kids and the importance of reading to our kids and why we need to do that. So I would love for you to share that with moms, because there were some of these that I was reading. I was like, wow, I never even thought about some of this. So there have been a lot of studies about reading, you know, having children read, obviously, but then the importance of parents reading aloud to their children. So let me, I'll tell you, yeah, these, these um, studies that people have done are mind-blowing and you wish, wow, I, I wish we, we would have known that more. So here's one of the first things. In 2015, the American Academy of Pediatrics, they issued a policy statement and they said in that policy statement that one in three American children starting kindergarten don't have the language skills they need to lead, to read, one in three. Okay, so that's, that's pretty serious. Then here's the mind-blowing fact. They discovered that reading proficiency by the third grade is the most important predictor of high school graduation and career success. Mm. By the third grade. Oh, my heavens. So we've got these eight and nine-year-old kids and their level of reading at that time, unless you really come in and help them, that is the predictor of whether they're going to graduate from high school and whether they'll have success in their careers. Wow. And, and, and mm -hmm. so just go on, on a little bit more of what the American Academy of Pediatrics said. Even with this being so important, approximately two-thirds of children each year in the United States and about 80% of those living below the poverty threshold fail to develop reading proficiency by the end of the third grade. And so, wow, the importance of our children learning how to read, knowing how to read. You know, pediatricians, just to tell you a little bit more about this, pediatricians know that when a parent reads to their young children, it's a very personal and nurturing thing. And the experience promotes the parent-child relationship interaction and it really helps the child's social and uh, and emotional development not only those kind of really t tender things that reading aloud helps but it improves the child's language skills and their reading proficiency during the critical times when their brains are developing and so I tell you when when I started reading to my kids I just knew 
it was important for them to learn how to read. And I, I loved reading, so I read it, read anyway. I had no idea all of the benefits and the critical nature of reading to your kids. And so, and especially having them learn the skills by third grade. And let me read something else. There was a 1985 report called Becoming a Nation of Readers. Boy, and by the way, that study is super thick, but a key provision in there, the researchers concluded that the single most important activity for building knowledge in their child's eventual success in reading is reading aloud to children. So sometimes we think of, you know, and, and I guess one of the things I'd really like to mention to your your audience, the wonderful mothers and ladies who are listening, is especially during this time of COVID-19, where, you know, the schools are doing, some are part-time kids go to school, some mm-hmm. are, you know, so part-time the kids are on a computer uh, doing whatever program the school has said, okay, let's do some, the school said, hey, we're not going to open. So, I mean, so it's falling on mothers. There's a lot of mothers that are really stressed out by, hey, I didn't go to college to get an education and learning and, and as to become a teacher. Or maybe I didn't get all the way through college. I know when my wife started homeschooling, that was one of the biggest questions people asked. Well, well, does your wife have an, a college degree? And And so it really stresses a lot of mothers out. Well, I want to give you some peace and comfort to those wonderful mothers out there that reading aloud is the foundation. Mm. So with all everything's going on, don't worry about all of that. Take the time to read aloud to your son or your daughter or your children. And that is the most important thing you can do. It will nurture them so much and help their brains develop where they're listening to vocabulary, they're listening to a story, and their mind is developing as they, because they have to use their minds, it really helps them to learn and grow. And if, when they know how to read, they can do anything. Mm -hmm. They can learn anything. My mother, because she taught us how to read, I am a lifelong learner and, and love to learn whatever it is. That will be a blessing to your kids. And so, don't stress out moms. Just start at the basic and read to your kids and know that whatever else goes on, it's going to be okay because they will be able to read. And let me mention one other thing about that. Um, you know, when we when you talk to your kids, especially when they're younger, the vocabulary that we use with them is really not that complicated. It's like, you know, grab your shoes. Okay, let's get on your shirt. Um, are, are those the pants you want to wear today? Okay. And what do you want to eat? So very basic vocabulary. When you pull a book off a shelf and start reading it, it's about something other than generally eating something for breakfast or getting dressed. It's about, um, it can be about those things. And often it talks about vocabulary that's different than what we use in the day. But there's also, they learn about so many different things and their vocabulary starts to increase and grow as you read more and more stories to them. And so I'll I'll throw out one other thing that I learned as I was doing my own research in this, and how can I help mothers and parents be able to bless their children? Um, There's a a wonderful lady named Jessica Logan who works at Ohio State University. She's a researcher and an educator, and she, she did a study to find out how many children uh, know how to read and how many are read to between birth and five years old when they go to school. And she was amazed that a quarter of the American children don't, no book is ever read to them mm. from zero to five years old. Wow. That's crazy. That is crazy. And then she found out another quarter were seldom read to. So maybe once a week, maybe twice a week. And that was about it. So that's half of our kids in America are are read to or not read to at all, you know, so barely read to. And that struck her so profoundly. She said, well, so let me figure out, let's do a study and find out how much vocabulary, how many words would a child hear from birth to five years old if a mother does, you know, obviously if they don't read, there's nothing. 
but if they read a couple books a week or more. So here's what they found out. If a, if a parent reads one or two books a week, that child will hear about 63,000 words. Hey, that's pretty good. Mm. Well, now let's change that from just once or twice a week. If a book is read every day from birth to five years old, that child will, will have heard 300,000 words. 300,000. Phenomenal. Mm, now, yeah. here's the, the mind blowing. And, oh, and by the way, when I talk about books, from zero to three, they're reading the board books, you know, that have like maybe one word or two words on it. And, mm-hmm. and then when they're three to five, you can move up to words that are more of a picture book that have more of a story. So these are not reading like bigger novels or chapter books. These are just basic books and you get to these numbers. So here's the one that just blows everything out of the water. If a parent would read five books a day and that, so like I said, it doesn't, they're not these big books. It's just fun books to read with your kids, five books a day, meaning having a time. And we'll talk about this also how to make this become a habit. Five books a day, that child will have heard 1.5 million words. 1.5 million. And you think of, I don't know how many of your audience are Harry Potter fans, but I've I've loved the books. I've read them. And oh my heavens, there's lots of words, lots Mm -hmm. of words in those books. Do you know there's only one 1,084,000 words in those books combined, the total. So just reading those books, simple books, five times a day to the child, till your child gets, turns five years old, will have heard more vocabulary words than all of those books combined. So imagine when your daughter, well, your son, just when Turner or Thatcher get to school, having heard all these vocabulary words, they will be so much more prepared for what they're learning in school because they're, they, they won't sit and wonder, well, that, what did that mean? Because they will have already heard that word several times and they'll have discussed these things with you. And so it's, it's an amazing blessing for children to have a mom or a dad read to them. And, uh, and, and it's just a fantastic experience for everybody involved. Yeah. Wow. Those are some amazing facts. And the things about the words just blows my mind that you don't really think about. And then I'm thinking to myself, Turner, gosh, I read to him all the time. But then by the second one, I'm like, poor Thatcher, I sure hope I read as much as I did to the other one. But he probably heard a lot more words just between conversations. But I was thinking, okay, if I'm a a new mom or a mom of multiples listening to this, they might be thinking to themselves, Joseph, like, I don't, I mean, how do you expect me to read all those books? One thing that I discovered, moms, that um, Turner, like in his quiet nap time, Julia Andrews now has a podcast where she reads books. And Thomas the Train now has a podcast where they tell the story. So like that was Turner's way, like during nap time, well, his nap time, he did not nap, where I was like, you have to go into your room because I have for my sanity, I need 30 minutes and you can listen to these two podcasts and he would listen to the stories. Um, So for a mom that's listening, that's thinking to themselves, I I need some sanity or alone time. Those are two great podcasts. But I know for you having... You guys had your time and you have some great advice around how moms can make this a habit and how they can make story time unique for their family. Okay. And one of the things I want to mention too is wherever you are, moms, with your kids, maybe you haven't started reading to them yet and your your child is six already and, and you might have another one that's four. Just start. It it doesn't matter, you know, and and one of the things I I read another study. This happened to be from Australia. And they did a study about children who were older than five. What happens to children that are, you know, six to 10 and to 12 to 15? And and they wanted to see, did it make a difference if parents kept reading to the children? Or should you stop at five? Because, you know, it's nice when the, the child five or six, when they start to read on their own, to let them read. What the study found is the importance of continuing to read to the child. To, so, 
So with Turner and with Thatcher, keep reading to them and give them these opportunities to hear podcasts and just to be listening. That's such an important skill for our children and also adults to learn, but for children to learn. And and so don't worry if you haven't started yet or if you weren't so great. That's okay. It's water under the bridge. Let it go and just start now and read. And I must say, if your kids are in the you know nine or ten, they might initially kind of not want to listen to books. But I tell you, once you get started, they will love it. Um, so let me tell you, f- tell your audience five suggestions because you want this to be an experience that you love and your kids love. And so you do. You want to make it something special. So the first thing is have a special area. So with my kids, they knew that at bedtime and they got ready for bed because they knew that it was going to be story time. And and so one of the other things I, I would tell them stories I I couldn't think of something every night. So sometimes we would sit down and no kidding. I would sit down with my back to the bed when we had more, more than three, when we had five and six kids, I'd have one child in my lap. I'd have one on each side. And then I'd have three on the bed, looking over (laughs) my shoulder down on the book as I read to them. And it, it was a special time. So they knew This was a special time with dad where they would read, where I would read to them. So make it a special place, whether you want to get fun beanbag chairs, whether you want to have a big area on the couch that you read, whether it's in a overstuffed chair on the bed, wherever it is, make it a special place. And this is our reading place. The second thing is have a consistent time. And I must say that's going to be, that's hard. Mothers, I tell you what, you mothers are absolutely amazing. You you are wonderful. You're wearing so many different hats. You have so much to do. And, and it really is the most difficult job to be a mother. It, it is so hard. <laughs> and so thank you so much, mothers, for all that you do. And, and strive to find a time that you can do it. So don't find, don't say, hey, let me see what time for the kids necessarily. You want to be able to find a time you can do it. Uh, for me, I had to go to work at like 5.30 in the morning. I would come home late at night. The only time I could be consistent was at night. So I know Lori also, that's my wife, uh, Lori would read. That was the first thing she would do for homeschool is every all the kids ate and then we'd go start homeschool. They'd start homeschool and she would read to them. So they knew it was a routine. Every time when they would start homeschool, they would be read to and our kids were getting older, so she would read chapter books to them, and they would just sit and listen and just enjoy the story, ask questions, or she would ask questions to interact, but make it a consistent time. So for your mothers, if it's you know right at the beginning of school, if it's right after nap time, before nap time, if it's at night, whatever. And if, if moms, one, I, I hope you do it because it's such a wonderful experience with your kids, but just because you're doing it doesn't mean don't ask your husband to do it. I mean, he should be a very integral part of the, your children's education. And by the way, that's one thing about my, my book is, is it's an awesome book to give to your husband and have his name in the book <laughs> so that he can go off and read an adventure with the kids and have a blast with the story. So he might, maybe he's not much of a reader. He will love this adventure and it will give you 20 to 30 minutes of peace. <laughs> so, um, but, and I, and I know with mothers, you're so busy and there's, they're always wanting attention, but anyway, so find a consistent time. So first thing, have a special area, find a consistent time. Um, the third thing is, is make it a no electronic zone. Mm-hmm. So moms, put your phone away. Put it in another room. If you've got kids that are 10, 11, 12, 15 or whatever, have them put their tablets or their phones in another area as well, because this is your time to be with your kids and to focus. And if you're constantly looking at the phone because somebody's calling or texting or there's some notification, it won't be as memorable and as, as enjoyable. So that's number three. Number four, have a variety of books and find the books that you love. Um, 
Michelle, I don't know if, if your mom or dad read to you or if you have a favorite book. My favorite book that my mom read was Go Dog Go. And mm-hmm. obviously we enjoyed the Dr. Seuss books. So that's one of the books that I would read to my kids and love talking about the different hats and all these other kind of things. And and so read different books, find the books that they enjoy. It's it's a fun th- fun experience, a fun time to go to the library together and have them look for books and pick something that they want read, but also do something that you enjoy and you share your love of reading or a book that you enjoyed as a child with them. And that will be meaningful to them and they will love that book. Mm, Yeah. My favorite were the American girls books. I don't know if those are going to transfer to the boys very well. That's true. It probably will. (laughs) I love those as well. Stephanie, love that those books. But there, there are going to be books, wonderful books for boys and girls that uh, share with them, you know, the books that you love. The uh, fifth thing is, a fifth idea is read aloud from a physical book. You know, today everybody's going to electronics, but there's something special about a physical book. And in fact, there's been some studies on it that show just... There's something about the books, opening up this book, turning the pages, that it really becomes more a, a deeper experience. And and it'll show um, your love for books and they will be, come to love the book. And so use the physical books. It'll make a difference. Mm. And I And I just I'll give you a bonus, a sixth thing. One of our kids was just very active and it was so hard for him to sit still. And if you've got one of those kids that just need to move around, try to find some activity. Maybe they need to draw when the book's being read. Maybe they need to hold something, a ball to squeeze, or I I don't know, just something. Um, Our son sometimes would just have to get up and just pace the room. And that's okay. They're still listening. And and so you might have some kids that are a little active. And especially when, when you start reading to the kids, if, you, if it hasn't been done before, it's going to be a little hard for them to be used to sitting down and starting, especially if they've got ADHD or ADD. Um, but you'll find out they're going to start to get into it and really start to enjoy it. And uh, and it, it anyway, so don't don't be too concerned if they mo- need to move around or color or draw or do something like that while you're reading. Mm, I love that talking about the physical book, because I think even as adults, we forget that because we have so many books. I listen to audio books is probably yeah. one of in the car I consume or um, a lot of times people like do the e-readers. But I know for myself, like if I read a physical book, I remember more of the book than just listening to it because you know, you want read and touched and highlighted the physical book makes such a huge difference. It sure does. It sure does. Oh, I have loved all of this information. And I think that moms are going to love this. Why don't you tell us just tell everyone the name of your book, a little bit about the Kickstarter campaign that's going where moms can support you and buy this book, because I know that this is going to be as we're coming up to the holiday season, that this is going to be the perfect thing. And moms, if we're on the sales side, just telling you right now, you need to pre-order everything way before Christmas. There's going to be no like last minute gifts like me in my head. I've been like, okay, I need to be thinking about Christmas because the shipping is going to take forever this year. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Because of this year with COVID, everybody's going to be ordering online. And so if the last order was in in December, you know, the first week or second week in December, it's going to be pushed into November. Um, you're exactly right. So the book is called Captain Pabu and the Buried Treasure, and Pabu is spelled P-A-B-B-U, and it, 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 it's uh, from a word, a Nepalese word that means uh, like fluffy one, <laughs> and uh, Captain Pabu, the red panda, who's the captain of, captain of this adventure, um, is just a playful, wonderful captain that, here, let me just tell you a quick little bit of the story, and so when I was reading my children, one of the stories that I've read, we came across a page that was a picture of an attic. And in the attic, there were all different types of items and, and uh, toys. And I noticed 
that there was a ship, an old-fashioned sailing ship on a table. And as I looked at that, the idea came to my mind, wouldn't that be fun if a, if we were up in this attic and a captain came on the ship and invited us to go on an adventure? Mm-hmm. And so we all, my kids and I, all got on this ship with this captain. The window of the attic opened and we flew out the window and went on this adventure. And oh my heavens, that started a whole round of stories that I, I probably told 150 stories to my kids about us going up to the attic and going on this ship to an adventure to Germany and castles and to the jungles of Central and South America and to the Great Wall of China and all these other places. And so that's actually the foundation of the Captain Pabu story. And so you and your children and your you and your children, your names are in the book. Um, it starts out with you, you hear a macaw, a scarlet macaw flying in your hallway and your kids go out into the hallway and they see there's vines growing in the hallway and there's a hole in the ceiling with a ladder going up to the hole. And there's a monkey. It happens to be an emperor tamarind. And that's the monkey that has the white mustache that comes down past its chin. Gorgeous. And he's waving at your kids to come up into the attic. And so as your kids start going to the attic, they call, hey, mom, come look at this. And that brings you in the story. And then you go up in the attic. And in the attic, there are all different kinds of things. And so you could even even there, you could say, well, kids, what would you want to find in an attic? What would something fun to be and get them thinking about it? Anyway, when they go up into the attic, the the emperor Tamarin, the monkey, points to a ship on the table up in the attic. And so the kids go over to it. And here comes the red panda, who's the captain of the ship. And he wants you to come on the ship and go on this adventure to get this buried treasure before the pirates take it. And so he takes you guys on the adventure. And I won't go through the whole thing. But so when you read this story, it, it is a story that I told my children. And we had so much fun. Uh, with this that I wanted to share it with families so that they can go on this adventure as well as have fun. So it is an absolute blast. And I, I was telling you this a little bit before we started, but I found the most incredible uh, artist to do the illustrations for this story. Uh, I tell you, when she did the first one, I just about died. I was so pleased. And uh, I in my Kickstarter campaign, so if you go to Kickstarter, and you write in Captain Pabu, P-A-B-B-U, it will pull up the book and the Kickstarter campaign. And you'll see four of the illustrations. There's there's 15 illustrations in this book. And that's when I say 15, I mean, you open up the page and on left and right, I'm just calling that one. So there's really about 32 illustrations. And these are gorgeous. You will look at them and you'll be like, Oh my heavens, each page, you'll turn the page and you'll be like, this is another gorgeous illustration. And what's fun about it, one, I I, I believe I told at the beginning, I've got these frogs on each page. They're doing something crazy on every page. So you can do the adventure a couple times with your kids. And then sometime you can just say, you know, let's let's just look at what the frogs are doing and talk about the frogs and laugh about them. And I've put in... I I love picture books and I love finding things. And so when you see your book, when you receive your book, you're going to look at the pages and I'm not going to tell you or your guests or your listeners, all of the secrets in there, but you will absolutely love looking through this because one, the illustrations are absolutely gorgeous. And then I've made some fun little things in there that will, you'll just look and you'll just laugh because they're so much fun. And so Go to If you go to the Kickstarter campaign, it's called Captain Pabu and the Buried Treasure. We're halfway through the campaign right now. I, the goal is to get $6,000. We've made right now 2000 So with pre-orders and with people just being kind and donating, we have 2697 We're halfway to the end. Now with Kickstarter, you either make the, the 6000 or all the money goes back. So mm-hmm. if you have any listeners that that are 
that would love to buy a book. One, I'd love them to have the book, um, especially the hardcover. And it, it's absolutely wonderful. And you can, well, I was going to say you can see it in the background, but it's just you and me <laughs> with your own video. But it, it's it's a gorgeous book and you'll absolutely love it. Um, so anyway, I, I would appreciate if you donated, you'll absolutely love the book. If they pre-order it now through the Kickstarter, when the Kickstarter ends October 15th, the next week, I will send out an email to everybody because then they will go to my website that we've almost finished creating and they will put in whatever name your kids call you. So if they call you mummy or they call you mom, you write that for your name. So that's the adult adventure. And then you write your kids' names. And so we've got it so that one to four children, by the way, I only had it for three children. And then I had a a friend of mine said, Hey, but I've got four kids. I I need all four (laughs) of them in the story. So I was like, okay, we'll make it for four kids. So, so we've done it so that all of your kids, however many you have, and even if it's just one child, I've, I've written it so that you and your child go on that adventure together and have an absolute blast together. And if you've got four kids, all of you are going on this adventure and doing some absolutely wonderful things and having a blast together. Um, so it'd be great if they could support, um, We've got till October 15th. And then after that, like I said, I'll, I'll send out the email. And so since they've already paid for it, I'm going to give them a code so they don't have to pay again. And they get the book and it'll be sent to them. But know that um, to order it. So once they order, try and do it at the beginning of, of November to make sure it gets there before Christmas. It'll be an amazing Christmas gift for their kids and for them. And by the way, for the mothers... You will actually love this, but if you want your husband to have an amazing book to enjoy to read to the kids, then put his name in there, dad, daddy, (laughs) and then you could read it anyway, um, you know, and have the adventure with them, but then it could be something special for your husband to do with the kids. And honestly, it's written in a way that dads, even if they don't read much, and there are some dads that don't read a lot they will absolutely love the story and love the adventure. And then it'll give you some time to just sit and relax for a minute. <laughs> or And I was laughing because every once in a while, my wife would just want to go have a bath. Just, you know, and not have little fingers under the bathroom door. Mommy! Yes. You can have your husband go read to the kids. You can go have a bath. You can sit down and read a book or have some time, some alone time. Um, and that would be great. Hmm. I thank you so much for sharing. Um, I will link the Kickstarter in the show notes if you are looking for that. But if they want to connect with you and just ask you more questions, I know that you are on Instagram. So why don't you tell everyone your Instagram so that they can find you there as well? Okay, so it's red underscore panda underscore books. So red underscore panda underscore books. And uh, we've We've got about 21 um, posts on that Instagram page. I'll respond if you email to me and have any questions. Um, it's so we've created Red Panda books because I love the Red Panda and uh, and it's it's been so fun already to do this and start to, to create this Instagram. I th- there are so many amazing people out there and uh, just try it. It's fun. Because a lot of the people I've been connecting with are other authors or illustrators. And just to see their efforts to help mothers and fathers read to their kids and help their kids learn to read, it really is an amazing thing. So we'll, we'll have coloring pages. We're trying to create something every couple, you know, every week um, with this Kickstarter campaign. It's taken a lot of time to focus on that. But once it's over, we're going to be putting coloring pages on there of different red pandas. We're going to be creating different um crafts to put on that they could do with their kids so we're trying to make it an absolutely wonderful page um with posts that that kids that parents can look and see and just have fun with and have fun things to do with for their kids that's so great thank you so much for being on the podcast today well i tell you what michelle it's been absolutely wonderful and i just want to say to you and all the mothers out there thank you so much you are amazing you're absolutely wonderful. Please give yourself a break. Uh, women, you are so hard on yourselves. My wife <laughs> is incredible. 
And she often doesn't think she is. And it just blows my mind. Give yourself a break, ladies. Know how amazing you are. And you're an important mother, but you're, a, and you might, a wife, but you're a, a lady. And just care about yourself. Take care of yourself and uh, know that you've got infinite worth and you're absolutely wonderful. So Michelle, thanks for letting me come on your podcast. And I must say, I've listened to several of your podcasts and they're fantastic. And I, when I was listening to, um, I think it was number 35 with Becky Thompson, every lady needs to listen to that. It was phenomenal. And it just, it, it touched my heart. And I, I, I wanted to open up my window and say, hey, everybody, you need to do this podcast because it, it, it's a wonderful message that every woman needs to hear. And uh, you're doing a fantastic job. Thanks so much. Thank you so, so much. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Busy Years podcast. If you loved this episode, would you take a screenshot and share it on your favorite social media platform? If you're over on Instagram, I would love for you to tag us at the Busy Years Podcast and tag me at Michelle Ann Hagen. I would also love if you could leave a review on whatever podcast platform you are listening to this episode. By doing that, it helps me to be able to create other amazing episodes just like this and help get the word out about this podcast. I would love to connect with you over on Instagram or Facebook, and you can find me at Michelle Ann Higgin, or you can join our Facebook community called the Busy Years Podcast Community. You can find that located on my Facebook page, or if you head to the link in my Instagram bios, you will be able to connect to us there. I can't wait to be able to meet you and to put a face to the listener. We'll see you next time, my friends. Hey mama, did you need someone to remind you that you are worthy of your dreams? That you can take action in the middle of motherhood? I just wanted to pop in and give you another reminder, friend, that you got this. You can do this in the middle of motherhood, no matter how busy the years get.